Welcome to our podcast. We're a true love podcast. Mm-hmm. Talking about other people's relationships. <laughs> I just did it. I went, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> My dad keeps making fun of me for doing that all the time. Hi, David. <sighs> Hi, Dad. Love you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is our what? 12th episode? 13th? 13th, 13th, which Taylor Swift does her lucky Wait, number. Wait, that's weird. Did you do that on purpose? No. Whoa. Wait, I didn't even think about that. Mm. It's meant to be. That is meant to be. So, uh, if any Taylor Swift fans are listening, this one is for you. Mm. Um, I'm sure mm. we're going to cover Taylor Swift a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kill me. Okay. Yeah. No. Taylor in our spreadsheet, because guys, we have a spreadsheet. Yeah. I keep updating it. By the way, I don't know if you've noticed. No, I haven't. <laughs> um. Yeah. Just during the middle of the day, I'll add like a random idea. But we have a spreadsheet with ideas, and I've put mm-hmm. a lot of your input, guys, in the spreadsheet. But we have one on there that's Taylor Swift and blank. Yeah. Because I feel like we're going to do a lot of her relationships. <laughs> Lots of possibilities. And this one, I think, so it's Taylor Swift and Jake Gyllenhaal, which Jake Gyllenhaal also has some high-profile relationships. That's I true. I think that we can explore. But this relationship, like I teased in our last mini-episode, I think has taken on a life of its own mm. because of the art that was inspired by it. The art. The art of All Too Well, <laughs> the most notable Jake Gyllenhaal song by Taylor Swift. But a lot of the Red Album is supposedly inspired by this very short relationship of mm. three months, which a lot of people are like, what's a big deal? It was only a three-month relationship. <laughs> um, I get it. But yeah. And I also am curious, was it really just three months? I do think that there's mm. a longer timeline than mm-hmm. maybe the people think. Well, Mel knows this. Everyone that knows me knows this and is so sick of it. But I had a three-month relationship one time mm-hmm. that definitely impacted me, like, the most. That was reminding me <laughs> of this, actually. Yeah, so doesn't matter how mm-hmm. long it is. Sometimes it just hits you, you know? Well, I think it's very um, upsetting, which I think the exact thing happened to Taylor Swift, is for the relationship to be cut short just as you feel like you're falling in love yeah yeah like that's she, hard to get over yeah like i know? feel like she wasn't necessarily in love with him but like she felt like she was like falling for someone and like yeah. I bet that's such an exciting feeling like oh my god like especially because she had bad relationships before that like this is yeah, the guy yeah. this is the one like everything was leading me to this and then it just ends just cut short mm-hmm. i know it's very sad yeah i think when that happens i don't know you you wish you had more time which you don't really feel with a lot of other breakups you're like oh i don't know sometimes you don't want to see them again or you're glad you're out of it but when it ends when you're still on that high yeah i think that 
Mm-hmm. You find yourself wishing there was more time because it just doesn't feel finished. Yeah, you know? and because also it seems like I honestly feel like this is the exact same experience that you had <laughs> because it's the same timeline. It's like October, November, December. <laughs> oh my god! So yeah. it's like around the holidays, which yeah. I feel like adds a whole other level to the sadness. People get caught up in the fall mm-hmm. holidays. They really do. So this is a very seasonal <laughs> episode because like there's gonna be a lot of like maple, um, scarves, yes, scarves, flannel, blocks in yeah. the park with the leaves. Yeah, yeah. But also like I feel like the song all too well. The makeup of it is like all about like looking back on the relationship and being like focusing on these little moments be like no I remember it like it was real like it really happened and I feel like how difficult that must be if you end a relationship where like all the memories are like the idyllic like romantic honeymoon phase Mm -hmm. memories yeah like it's not like the relationship progressed enough that like they had a lot of like bad stuff yeah so So I'm guessing he ended it yeah spoiler (laughs) spoiler well, uh, Mel, what three words would you use to describe this couple? I said whirlwind. Ooh. Um, disenchanting. Disenchanting. She has a song, um, Enchanted. Oh. It's disenchanting. And misaligned. Hmm. Wow. So. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. I'm sure you guys, like, know who these people are, but I'll give you a little backstory yeah so jacob benjamin gyllenhaal jacob mm-hmm. i thought he was jake <laughs> no he's a jacob <laughs> You're me. he was born december 19th 1980 in la his okay, dad is cool. steven gyllenhaal he's like a film director and a poet and his mom is naomi phoner gyllenhaal who's a screenwriter and a producer and i'll be honest like i don't i haven't heard of like any of the projects that his parents had worked mm. on but they were like pretty established in the industry, so he's a nepotism. Little nepotism. Mm-hmm. And his family, actually, the Gyllenhaal family, is descendant of a Swedish noble family called the Gyllenhaal family. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. So they're like really, really rich. <laughs> they got old money. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Taylor likes that. Yeah, she does, like, that old money. (laughs) Um, And, of course, you guys know he has a sister, Maggie, who's three years older than him. Mm -hmm. And he has a real grandparents, but his celebrity godparents are Paul Newman and Jamie Lee Curtis. Wow. Yeah, so he had a very privileged upbringing. His childhood, he was always interested in filmmaking and acting, but his parents wanted him to have like, a real childhood, and were reluctant for him to join the business at an early age. So he would audition for stuff, but his parents often didn't let him take part, like, Mm. in, or accept parts. It's probably Um, a good thing. Yeah. But they would frequently appear in projects that their parents, like, directed themselves, so. Wow. Didn't really know, like, rejection that much. (laughs) His parents also made him work summer jobs to learn how to support himself. He was a lifeguard and a busboy. Um, he attended Columbia University for two years, majoring in Eastern religion and philosophy Whoa. before dropping out to pursue acting full-time. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. His first leading role was in the 
film October Sky, which received favorable yeah. reviews. Um, I saw that in school. Oh, really? Yeah. I actually have no idea what it's about. I think it's something about a rocket. Okay, so probably science class. <laughs> <I don't know>. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, sounds a little familiar. <laughs> that was followed by parts in Donnie Darko, Bubble I've also Boy. Seen that. I've seen Bubble Boy, Highway, and the day Maggie's after in Donnie Darko too. Right? Oh, really? Yeah. The day after tomorrow. But his big breakout role was for playing Jack Twist in Brokeback Mountain, for which he was nominated oh, for yeah. Best Supporting Actor for the Academy Award. Love that movie. Me too. <laughs> I just don't know how to quit you. <laughs> no, I wish I is it, I, I, just, <laughs> I wish I knew how to quit you. I think so. I don't yeah. know. That movie was huge. Yeah. I remember when that came out, I hadn't seen it cuz I was pretty young, but just hearing about it so much. Mm. All, the, all the parents talking about it. I love it. It's a nice romantic film. It's sad, actually. It's a very sad. It's film. very sad. Not to spoil it, but beautiful scenery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, Caitlin, if you're listening, I feel like she wanted to move to Wyoming just because, because of that. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> Caitlin is Kelly's she sister. To move to a ranch. Yeah. yeah, it's a good movie. I know. I would tell people like, "Oh yeah, Caitlin's thinking about moving to Wyoming." They're like, "Why?" I'm like, <laughs> "I honestly think it's a brokeback mountain." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but he didn't win the Oscar. He lost that to George Clooney. Oh. Mm-hmm. Before Taylor, he was in a couple high-profile relationships, including with Kirsten Dunst from 2002 mm. to 2004. I would, I would do them someday. Mm. Yeah. They'd, they'd be a cute couple. They were both in their early 20s at the time. And afterwards, he dated Reese Witherspoon for two years Ooh. also from 2007 to 2009. After starring in the film rendition with her. Somehow I did not know that. Yeah, I think it was like a rebound after she got divorced mm. from uh, Ryan, Ryan. Philippi. Yeah. yeah. Who I also would like to cover. Mm. Ooh. But maybe Jake and Reese could be a it could be a <laughs> mini episode. Yeah. But she was she's Reese was a little bit older than him. So then we have Miss Taylor Allison Smith. <laughs> <laughs> so whipped wait i think there's like a there's a clip of some interviewer on the red carpet interviewing her and they're like taylor smith everybody and like she says it a couple times and taylor's just standing there she's smith <laughs> yeah oh my god taylor smith <laughs> i didn't know allison was her real name sorry to humble you taylor for a second <laughs> taylor swift which by the way we are recording this on october 20th and the day that we're recording this at midnight is when her new album comes oh, out. Oh, wow. Coincidence? No, that was kind of planned. Oh, really? <laughs> A little bit. Cool. I just saw the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she was born on December 13th, 1989. Uh, oh, so, wow. Both December. Sagittarius. Yeah, only a few days not apart. Not that I'm not into it, but mm. still got to mention it. Yeah. That will come up, actually. <gasps> Why? Because she... I'll just spoil it now. She's a lyric in the song State of Grace that is twin fire signs oh. for blue eyes. Oh, Because they both have the same astrological sign, and they both <laughs> are blue-eyed. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, about him. Mm. 
So her family, so her dad is Scott Swift. He was a stockbroker for Merrill Lynch Finance. Wow. A lot of money there. Um, And her mom is Andrea Swift. Um, She was a former mutual fund marketing executive, but I think she became a stay-at-home mom after having Taylor and her brother Austin, who's two years younger than Taylor. Austin Swift. Austin. (laughs) I don't know what he's up to. In the early years of her life, Taylor's family lived on a Christmas tree farm in Reading, Pennsylvania that her father had purchased from a client of his. And then her family moved to a house in Wyoming, Pennsylvania for a little bit. Taylor's maternal grandmother, she was an opera singer. Her name's Marjorie. She has a song called Marjorie about her. So I think that's where she gets her musical talent. At age nine, Taylor and her mom began traveling to New York City, where she would take vocal lessons and would perform at local fairs and events while also starring in musical productions. At age 12, she began taking guitar lessons and writing songs to leverage her talent. Meanwhile, her parents found her a talent manager, Dan Dimtra, who landed Taylor a modeling gig for Abercrombie and Fitch's Rising Stars campaign, which hmm. then put out like a CD of like all these like young like musicians wow. work like for Abercrombie. <laughs> um, so she released her song The Outside on that sponsored album, which was titled Well, it was t- titled Maybelline New York Presents Chicks with Attitude. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. I don't really get it. Um, But so that helped her. And then at 13, she was given a deal with RCA Records in Nashville, which led to her family relocating when she was 14 years old. She then attended Hendersville, Tennessee um, High School and then transferred to Aaron Academy, where she graduated a year early. In 2005, she was introduced to music producer Scott Perchetta at an industry showcase And he had worked for DreamWorks Records, but was starting his own record label called Big Machine Records. And she was the first, or one of the first people that he had Hmm. signed. But she's also a little nepotist because her father had actually purchased 3% (laughs) stake in the company for roughly $120,000. So that really... Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) That really helped her get a lot of attention. Wow. Um, Not a lot of people can say that their parents would do that. $120,000. $120,000. So they must have had a that, lot that's crazy. of money. Yeah. Wow. Which is funny because, not to skip ahead, but Taylor has the song about Jake Gyllenhaal called I Bet You Think About Me, which is like you and your mansions and me and, like, I grew up on a farm with kitchen table bills. It's yeah. like, you did grow up pretty <laughs> privileged yeah. too. Not as much, yeah. but... <laughs> I mean, just because it's a farm doesn't mean you're not wealthy. I mean, there's wealthy people that live on farms. Yeah. And it's also not like her parents were farmers. Yeah. They just <laughs> lived on a farm. That's interesting. <laughs> ah, well. Her debut album, Taylor Swift, was released in 2006, which peaked at number five on the Billboard charts. And she received a Grammy nomination for Best New Artist. And then two years later, of course, she released her second album, Fearless, which was a major commercial success, as you guys know. (laughs) It holds the record for the most weeks at number one held by a female country album. It was the most sold album of 2009, and she also won the Grammy Awards for Album of the Year and Best Country Album. And since then, she's gone on to, you know, 
break those records many times on her later albums. Before dating Jake, she dated a number of people. Um, She had a couple high school boyfriends, including guys who I think are named Brandon Drew. Mm. She dated Joe Jonas for three months in 2008. She supposedly dated Lucas Till for one month in the spring of 2009. One month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. If Forgot can... about him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's he up to? What is he from again? The Hannah Wants Hannah. Oh, movie. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I can picture his face. I'm like, I don't even know why that guy's famous. And he okay. also is in the You Belong With Me music video. Oh, yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. She dated Classic. Taylor Lautner for all of fall 2009. Broke up in December, of Fall course. romance. Mm-hmm. Girl. She likes that. <laughs> and she supposedly dated John Mayer for two months. Con- all these really short relationships. I know. Interesting. <laughs> the John Mayer thing, guys, guys, don't hate me, especially if you're a Taylor Swift fan. I want to cover it because I don't believe they really dated. Mm. Or Yeah, you should investigate I'm that. I'm saying this with truly no evidence so yeah. i could be totally wrong please don't hate me but like part of me thinks it didn't really happen at all at all are there any pictures of them together yeah so so they had a single together um half oh, of my yeah. heart so they did some touring together um, but were there and then yeah if any hardcore swifties are listening they're probably like dying hearing my questions but are there pictures of them like holding hands and stuff like I don't that i think so mm. i mean if it is like i feel like all the pictures of them are on stage maybe they just like hooked up i think so maybe maybe nothing happened but maybe it was just like not even a boyfriend girlfriend kind of situation. no i don't think yeah. that they were boyfriend girlfriend okay. at all i think yeah. whatever happened has been like blown out of proportion <laughs> But I know a lot of people hate John Mayer because of it, because he was 32, she was 19. I'm not saying that I don't believe nothing happened. I'm not saying I don't believe he was in the wrong, but I don't think that they were really ever in a relationship, Mm. ever. And hasn't he said some things about her, like her writing about him that was cheap songwriting or something? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It was, like, taking advantage of yeah. the situation. Because, like, what if she wrote John, Dear John about someone else? Maybe. But Dear John is a common phrase. Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, people are going to think it's John Mayer. Interesting. I do want to do some John Mayer episodes. Mm-hmm. Guys, as well. don't hate me, but I do like John Mayer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who's going to hate you? I know. I, well, I was with, like, Shannon's friends, and they were like, who's your favorite Taylor Swift ex? And I said John Mayer. Yeah. That was a controversial what, opinion. What was the reaction? I was like, oh, the worst one? <laughs> <laughs> he makes good music. He I does. will say. He I think does. he's cute. And I do think it's like, <laughs> yes, he has a... He's n- very talented. He is talented. I think he's smart and thoughtful. Mm-hmm. And maybe he's a bit of a womanizer. Yeah. Um, but... I feel like... I think he's aware of it, though. Yeah. And that's kind of the deal of being a rock star. Yeah. I hate to say it, Not but to make... I think all of them kind of are when I yeah. think, because they can be, because women throw themselves at him. Yeah, and also I feel like you know going into it. Mm. There's a lot of guys who, like, have the good guy persona, but, like, are probably even worse. Yeah. I not to give him a pass here yeah no we're not covering if you like his music it's like whatever i know so i and i just think people are really mean to john mayer um mm. about this relationship 
Um, but again, we're not covering that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Once we dive into it, I might prove myself wrong. So I just have something to say though. Mm-hmm. Even if John Mayer is a horrible person or something, you liking his music, that shouldn't make mean anything oh i know like that yeah. doesn't mean you're a bad person yeah exactly you know? so i don't know why some people don't worry about the some reaction, some people know? like can't separate that but mm-hmm. you guys know the nuances of all this <laughs> stuff so i'm not saying you're you're to blame for that yeah 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 um she also was rumored to have briefly dated Corey monteith in early 2010 oh i did not know that yeah i don't know if that's true though wow it's just like one picture of them together Obviously, because her songs largely focus on relationships before even dating Jake, she had a reputation for short-lived, high-profile relationships and kind of gained this reputation as being a serial dater, Mm. Um, which I think is, like, kind of sexist, but, like, she did date a lot of other famous people. Yeah. So, I mean, (laughs) and, like, she didn't date them privately. Like, they were public relationships that, like, she talked about. And so I think now she's a lot more private about her current relationship. She is. But, yeah, those are pretty short relationships. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. When you're that age, yeah, they feel longer, I think. Yeah. But I remember at the time when she had dated Joe Jonas and, like, she went on Ellen and was kind of blasting him for breaking up with her. Yeah. I loved that. It's like, <laughs> other celebrities don't do that, yeah, you know? Yeah, I know. She's, like, so honest. It's fun. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so October 2010, this is where our story starts. <gasps> Taylor is 20 years old and Jake wow. is 29. Wow. That's a big age difference, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. But she's not, like, a teenager. Not a teenager. Yeah. I think it's it's a appropriate enough yeah but being 26 now like i would never <laughs> date a 20 year old mm, yeah no i wouldn't <laughs> also i'm a woman so I feel yeah like it's different it's just like it's, it's different but still it is weird like yeah i feel like if one of my guy friends in three years was dating a 20 year old it would be odd mm-hmm. but they're also famous yeah again different standard i mean yeah they're famous and i feel like when it comes to things like this like she's getting as much out of it as he is it's like it's jake john hall like you know what i mean like it's very exciting and he's very attractive and that's the other thing i was gonna say about this being a short relationship it's like i do think the fact that they're both famous like like cut some time out because it's like you already know like have an idea of the person before you meet them if i started dating robert pattinson yeah it would take me about one day to fall in love with them yeah yeah you know because you already have a crush on him exactly exactly like if i don't (laughs) i think if i dated robert pattinson for three months if someone said to me what what are you so hell bent about it was only three months (laughs) are you kidding me i would never get over it yeah yeah. (laughs) that's so true yeah and so i think she was like already a big fan of jake gyllenhaal Mm -hmm. so you can understand just falling head over heels right away yeah that's a good point but so guess who introduced them it's the person i know person we've covered (gasps) on the show on the show (gasps) um Oh my gosh, wait. I have to think I'll give you three guesses. Three guesses? Yeah. Oh my god, did we get it wrong? And it was a main character or like a subject of our. Yes, so- okay. someone that we've covered. 
Was it Blake Lively? No. <gasps> Good guess, though. Was it Miley Cyrus? No. Oh. One more. Who <laughs> <laughs> um, have I covered? I can't remember. And you been thinking of all the episodes. This was 2010. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes! That's really? It. Yes! You got it Yes! How did she... What was she even doing talking to Taylor Swift? <laughs> I don't know. So she, they first met at a dinner party hosted by Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin. No at, way. Mm-hmm, at their what? London home. Not really sure specifically oh when. Oh, my God. Yeah. Why were they all in London at Gwyneth Paltrow's house? I don't know. So Gwyneth was later asked about this in December 2010, and she said, I've just known Jake for a long time, and he's a great guy, and Chris has a friendship with Taylor. It's so weird. I wonder how people find out these things. It was a while ago, so I don't know why it would come out today. Hmm. But again, this is supposedly a short three-month relationship. Hmm. So I was like, when was this dinner party? Interesting. Wow, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. I wish I, I was there. I know. Yeah, I wonder who else was there. It sounds nice. Um, I went back through like the internet to see like when they were in London, and Taylor was photographed in London in January of 2010, and then later in mid October, mm. and Jake was photographed in London in May of that year. Mm. So not any overlap, but I have a feeling they probably just met in October. Yeah. I thought maybe it would have been sooner, but... Maybe they just weren't seen together there. Yeah. But they were. So then the first known sighting of them is on October 23rd, 2010. Wait, is this 2010? Yeah, 2010. Taylor and Jake were spotted apple picking at Fishkill Farms in Hopewell Junction, New York, according to Us Weekly. An I've on- heard of that time. Really? Yeah. Yeah, see, this is so fall. It's almost, like, so too picturesque, you wow. know? Wow. That's how it can be sometimes, though. So, an onlooker says that they were walking through the trees, having fun together, and they looked happy. Another one mm. says, some of the customers tried to take a photo of them, but they were hiding from them in the trees. They drove through <laughs> the orchard and brought, bought apples on the way out. Jill and Hall paid the $3 tap. Three dollars. Seems like tab. Yeah, tab. Oh, tab. Mm-hmm. <laughs> seems like too cheap. I feel that like it'd be more. Does seem too cheap for apples. Maybe two thousand ten. Yeah, different. usually it's like twenty dollars. Yeah, I'm confused. Maybe they didn't get that many. <laughs> they got like two apples. <laughs> yeah. Um, a source who knows the couple says the relationship is very new, maybe two or three weeks old. I'm not sure who pursued whom, but they're both into it. Wow. Then the next day, or maybe even later that night, Taylor and Jake attended the broadcast of Saturday Night Live hosted by Emma Stone. Hmm. And a source tells People Magazine, they walked around together backstage, but they were careful not to be seen too close. It was hard to tell if they were together, but everyone was shocked that she brought him. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Then the next day, Taylor and Jake were spotted having brunch with another couple at an Italian restaurant, Adi La... Hmm, in Brooklyn. We should go there. We should. Maybe there'll be other celebrities. <laughs> um, what was the other couple? I think not a famous couple. Okay. An onlooker says that they looked friendly with each other. 
They were then spotted walking around the Park Slope neighborhood holding <gasps> hands. Mm-hmm. Page, page six writes, Sources speculated that it could all be timely publicity for Swift's album Speak Now. She's expected to do a series of TV appearances today before taping a concert at a rooftop bar 235th to air on NBC around Thanksgiving. Jill and Hall's rep had no comment. Swift's rep didn't get back to us. That's the mm. thing. Mm. This all happened right when Taylor's album was coming out, so I could see how people could think it's a publicity mm. stunt. Because all of their outings are also clustered into, like, specific weekends and, like, yeah. a lot of photographs at once, but in, like, short time periods. Mm. Like, back-to-back. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Not, I, I don't. Not. I don't think it's fake, but I do think there might be some taking advantage of it for publicity. Because mm-hmm. also, Jake had a new movie coming out around this same time, too. Oh. The next day again, Taylor's third album, Speak Now, is released. And then that same day is when the reports about Taylor and Jake hit the press. Like that oh, same wow. day that her album comes That's... out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Coincidence? I don't know. I think they're really dating, but I do think that Taylor's team mm-hmm. is like taking advantage of it. <sighs> this kind of stuff stresses me out. Mm-hmm. I know. I don't know why. <laughs> I know, because I don't like to think that people are, like, lying to us. I but I do genuinely... Don't hate me, guys. I do think they're really dating. <laughs> Tuesday, again, the next day, Taylor and Jake are spotted getting lunch with Emma Stone in Brooklyn. Mm. Mm-hmm. Cool. We're going to do Emma Stone on the podcast. Yeah. Her and I was on. thinking of doing her and Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Remember, I, like, sent you a couple ideas. I was like, I don't know who to do. Yes, we should do them. <laughs> And then Sunday, October 31st, Halloween, Jake and Taylor are spotted poolside at the Post Ranch in Big Sur in California. And an onlooker says, Taylor laughed at everything Jake said. At one point, she measured herself against Jake on her tiptoes. An observer adds that Gyllenhaal held her hand. That's cute. Mm -hmm. I think he's one inch taller than her. Not that it matters, but... Um, November. <laughs> Same as Blake and Penn. Oh, true. No, no, he's one inch taller than her. Oh, yeah, you're right. Penn was one inch taller. Shorter. shorter. Yeah. 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 <laughs> one inch difference. Yeah. Guys, if you didn't listen to that episode, it's a really good one. Um, that's our last bonus episode. It's on the Patreon. It's only $5 a month. Oh. Just a little plug. That's a little <laughs> ad for ourselves <laughs> you know how like disney channel they oh, only yeah, advertise yeah. their own stuff yeah true it's kind of our like ads. ads are for ourselves <laughs> <laughs> back to the story back yeah back to taylor and jake so then november i feel like this is like kind of like new moon mm-hmm. you know because we got october yeah. november mm-hmm. december <sighs> but opposite because i guess those are the falling in love in love stages yeah so, Monday, November 1st, Taylor and Jake were spotted grabbing ice cream together in Santa Barbara, California. Sources wow. described them as happy and friendly. Jake ordered a Swiss chocolate chip and Taylor ordered <laughs> yogurt with rainbow sprinkles. Reportedly, they took photos with fans in the parking lot. That same day, Taylor appears on The Ellen Show and is asked about her love life and if she's dating Jake Gyllenhaal. And I will share the clip. Now, Taylor, if you were to write a song right now about love, how would that go? What? Like, if you would just...
just write a song? Is it? Is, are, are, do you? Are you optimistic about love? Are you? How do you feel about love right now? I'm always optimistic about love. Mm -hmm. What's down there? What do you keep looking at down there? <laughs> That's my hands and my dress. Uh huh. Dress. Going like that. Yeah. So uh, you're always optimistic about love. Yes, always, sometimes. Mm -hmm. But right now you are. Well. <laughs> Why wouldn't anyone be? Well, all right especially now. if your boyfriend is Jake Gyllenhaal, because he's very handsome. Y'all are just hanging out, though, right? You have a picture of us on the screen, don't you? Right, but it's just y'all hanging out. This doesn't prove anything. It's just I'm just saying he's adorable, and, and I like him very much, and so if that is the case, that, that that's your boyfriend, I think that's fantastic. Wouldn't he be nervous about, if anything goes wrong, there's another song? <laughs> You know, I was just thinking about all the good times you and I have had together on this yep, show. Yeah, we really have. And That's it, the conversation then. Oh, kind of awkward. Changes. It is a little awkward. She doesn't comment mm -hmm. on it. I mean, it's so new. Like, yeah. that'd be kind of weird. <laughs> but, yeah, I recently went to a taping of a talk show, mm -hmm. and it, it, it was so clear to me, like, how fake, like, the conversations are really? when you're in the audience. Yeah. Is it scripted? It's not scripted, but you can oh. tell that the guest is, like, performing for the audience mm. in their answer. Wow. And I'm sure it's, like, a lot of it is, like, kind of pre-rehearsed. Like, they know the questions. Yeah. So Taylor probably knew that that was going to be asked. I guess so. But God. She's good in her answer, I think. So then we don't know anything else about them until november 16th so about two weeks later jake is in europe to promote his film love and other drugs and marie yeah. claire reports that he supposedly spent a hundred and sixty thousand dollars to fly taylor to the uk so they could spend a few hours together my jaw just dropped yeah mm-hmm. how these people have that much money he's, to do stuff like that he's got old <gasps> money yeah, $160,000 for one weekend. That's insane. Mm -hmm. And during this press tour, Jake is asked on a panel with his castmates um, about Taylor. But then Anne Hathaway, his co-star in the film, quickly interjects and says, Hang on, hang on, I have to say something. I have been Jake's on-screen love interest for years. You keep the conversation to me and only me, or otherwise I'm going to get nasty. Thank you. Oh my you. god. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Funny. Anne Hathaway hasn't dated, like, any other A-list celebrities mm. or... I feel like everyone she's dated has been. I don't know anything about her personal life hmm. whatsoever. Yeah, there's not a lot <laughs> publicized about it. I feel like every single like other celebrity that comes up is like about their love life. It <laughs> uh, just gives you ideas, you know. Yeah, I'm like ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so then Taylor and Jake spend Thanksgiving together in Brooklyn with wow. Jake's sister Maggie at her, her at Maggie's apartment in Park Slope. <gasps> She didn't go home to be with her they family? They do later in the weekend. Oh. They go to Nashville. But they spend Thanksgiving together. And according to tabloids, wow. which who knows if this is true, this was a last-minute decision. Jake had invited Taylor, and she decided to go because they're both so busy that they don't get to spend a lot of time together. Mm. So she thought she would you know, take advantage of this weekend. And during the trip... Taylor and Jake were spotted at Park Slope's Gorilla Coffee getting maple lattes with Vermont syrup. Wow. Um, and so you Cute. guys, yeah, which 
I do have to say, like, so Jake, not to spoil it, he later breaks up with Taylor uh-huh. because he feels like their relationship partially is moving too fast. Yeah. Why would he then invite her to Thanksgiving hmm. with his family? Like, that was on you. I know. Like, I think he was afraid of, like, the serious commitment, but, like, you were the one who rushed into it. Yeah. That's what freaking happens. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> but Unless, so you- maybe we don't know. Maybe she was like, oh, we should spend it together or something. Mm-hmm. And then- but she's 20 years old. Like, I feel like she would spend it with yeah. her mom and dad. I know. We don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't I've know. I've had friends not spend it with their parents. That's true. So, but this is obviously, if you guys know Taylor's song all too well, like, it's seeming, it seems like this is what she's referencing in the song when she says, I walked through the door with you, the air was cold, but something about it felt like home somehow, and I left my scarf there at your sister's house, Mm. and you still got it in your drawer even now. Wow. Your sweet disposition and my wide-eyed gaze were singing in the car, getting lost upstate. Autumn leaves falling down like pieces into place, and I can picture it after all these days. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll play a clip of the song right mm-hmm. now. says in the song photo album on the counter your cheeks were turning red you used to be a little kid with glasses in a twin-sized bed and your mother's telling stories about you on the t-ball team you told me about your past thinking your future was me and he did used to have glasses wow. he was a kid were the parents at thanksgiving i think so okay. yeah i didn't picture this happening in a park slope yeah me neither Uh, townhouse or apartment or something it's interesting yeah because you said getting lost upstate well i guess it's it's like all the memories all that's true yeah it's like a collage but Um, the sister's house mm -hmm. i just didn't picture that being in new york city Mm, yeah me neither i don't know picture like a house house yeah doesn't matter i mean i'm sure it's a big (laughs) apartment yeah it probably is really big Like, three Um, It's kind of funny. Like, one thing that Taylor does is, like, maybe she leaves, like, little hints in her songs that, like, only the subject would know. Mm -hmm. But, like, I feel like she also writes about things that, like, 
we as a public already know like we Mm. already know that she spent thanksgiving with jake's sister Mm. and so like to include that in the song it's like does she want she like wants everybody to know yeah this is about him interesting it's like um lucky strike Mm -hmm. yeah with with drake (laughs) and rihanna oh my god (laughs) she's always referencing the things like even like the scarf like when in the paparazzi pictures with jake gyllenhaal she's Mm -hmm. wearing a scarf yeah it's like people associate that with them and around this time sources tell tabloids that the relationship is definitely serious and heating up and like i said later that weekend taylor and jake spend thanksgiving with her family in nashville and they're spotted having breakfast together sounds very cute Mm -hmm. i don't know it is cute it's very like idyllic yeah romantic maple lattes (sighs) flannel leaf peeping apples (laughs) Meeting the family. <laughs> it's cute. I don't even know how to describe what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, Kelly's like <laughs> looking up dreamingly, <laughs> like holding her it's heart. So cute. Mm-hmm. But then things. What? Quickly. <laughs> yeah. But then <laughs> things turn for the worse. Wait, what were you going to say? Yeah, things quickly go sour. No. I know. That's, that's I think, probably what was so traumatizing. Already? For, yes. So no. it's December. No, no, no. Yes. <laughs> it's December. So Taylor is about to turn 21 years old, and she's having a big birthday party in Nashville. Wow. With 70 of her closest friends. Wow. <laughs> um, and her and her mom are making hors d'oeuvres for the event. Mm-hmm. And apparently, like, people are saying, like, Taylor doesn't even care about turning 21. She's not a drinker, blah, blah, blah. But I'm sure it was exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And course. it's a Christmas-themed party. Oh, that's cute. Mm-hmm. And so at the party, they have, like, dirty, like, a dirty Santa where it's Taylor, like, mm bought gifts for all the guests wow. that they do like a dirty santa exchange cool. and it's like very fun and wish i was there i know but you know who wasn't there jake, jake. gyllenhaal he didn't show up he was supposed to go and he didn't show up oh my god <laughs> yeah that reminds me of our 20s party yes hello he wasn't gonna go anymore. Yeah, but. yeah, but but you understand the heartbreak of like mm-hmm. waiting. Yeah, and even like thought like maybe he'll show up. Mm-hmm. No, I mean not. It's not the same at yeah, all. But no. I I had I had one birthday where mm-hmm. I was waiting for certain somebody to wish me a happy birthday, and he never did. And it's like you hate to have that stuff ruin your mm-hmm. birthday, uh, but that is sad. it's somewhat dead. <laughs> you can, I guess, leave this in, but the happy birthday is like a controversial thing it when is. it comes to exes and stuff because. Like, should you say it? Should you not? Mm-hmm. I've heard the argument against it. Yeah. Um, because it's like never just a happy birthday. Yeah, and then it drudges up all these emotions, and you shouldn't do that to somebody on their mm-hmm. birthday. Yeah. But then also, I guess it really depends where your relationship stands. If you're supposed to be so-called friends or whatever, or at least an amicable silence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, as Penn Badgley said, <laughs> which I really like that yeah, phrase. Then 
I think it would be okay. But if thing, if things are a little fraught, then maybe you shouldn't do the happy yeah, birthday. Yeah, if you're still talking, you have to wish them a happy yeah, birthday. Yeah, if you do still talk, if you're still kind of in each other's lives, yeah, that's weird if you don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, if you're still hooking up, yeah. you have to oh, wish the person a happy yeah. birthday. Oh, yeah, that's just cruel. But if you're doing no contact, I, w- I would mm-hmm. recommend keeping it no contact, probably. I wonder if Jake wished her happy birthday. I Well, he did get her a $10,000 guitar, supposedly, what? for her birthday. After this party? I don't know when. Or before? I'm hmm. not sure, but he didn't show up to the party, and apparently he was supposed to go... And it was, like, all arranged, but he'd never called, never texted, didn't show up. Which would be oh, damn. very heartbreaking. So um, it wasn't like, oh, I have a premiere I have to go to or something. I don't know. He was in L.A. I don't know wow. what his excuse was. I'm sure he apologized for yeah. it. But I feel like that was, like, the first sign. Mm-hmm. And... A source writes, Taylor thought maybe he was planning some sort of surprise. Nope, he didn't show up, and she locked herself in the bathroom and cried the entire oh my night. God, are you kidding me? Yeah. That's so sad. I know. But also, other sources say that she was in good spirits at the party, oh. so she probably was like trying to put on a happy face, but obviously she was Which sad. one's true? Well, she did, on the Red Album, there is a bonus track called The Moment I Knew, and these are the lyrics. You should have been there. You should have burst through the door with that baby I'm right here smile. And it would have felt like a million little shining stars had just aligned. And I would have been so happy. Christmas lights glisten. Mm. I've got my eye on the door just waiting for you to walk in. But the time is ticking. People ask me how I've been as I comb back through my memory how you said you'd be here, you said you'd be here. And it was like slow motion standing there in my party dress in red lipstick with no one to impress. And they're all laughing and I'm looking around the room, but there was one thing missing and that was the moment I knew. And the hours passed by. Now I just want to be alone, but your close friends always seem to know when there's something really wrong. So they follow me down the hall and there in the bathroom, I try not to fall apart, and the sinking feeling starts, and I say hopelessly, he said he'd be here. Wait, but, I feel like I vaguely have heard about this, and that, like, there's someone that is supposedly is the close friend. Oh, really? Maybe not. Well, also, you might be thinking of in the all-too-well 10-minute version, oh, which is the revised you're version. You're right, that's what I'm thinking mm-hmm. of. There's the lyric that says... The idea you had of me, who was she? A never-needy, ever-loving jewel whose shine reflects on you. Not weeping in a bathroom, some actress asked me what happened. <laughs> you, that's what happened to you. Who is the actress? There's a lot of speculation. I don't know. Some people think it's... I've heard Ellen Pompeo from mm, Grey's Anatomy. Interesting. Because there's a scene in Grey's Anatomy where she says... You want to know what happened to me? You. That's what happened to you to her mom. Mm. So people think that's what it could be. Oh, so it didn't really happen or something? No, but like maybe Taylor wrote the line, you, that's what oh, happened to you to like. Maybe, maybe. Some people, I think I've heard, I've heard Gwyneth Paltrow, but I don't think <laughs> so. 
Gwen is back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've heard Jennifer Aniston as well. I'm not sure. And then the other reference to this party in, in the 10 minute version is you who charmed my dad with self-effacing jokes, sipping coffee like you're on a late night show. Then he watched me watch the front door all night willing you to come. And he said, it's supposed to be fun turning 21. Aww, I know. Sad. I know. I think that's a tough part about heartbreak too, is like, if you, the embarrassment of it, like that's embarrassing, embarrassing, you know, it's horrible that like everybody was like, where's your boyfriend? And he didn't show up. Yeah. It's really embarrassing. Mm -hmm. And he like went over her parents. And so her parents are getting heartbroken by this guy. Or Taylor. I mean, that's pretty bad. Yeah. To not show up to her birthday party. That's, that's how Robin Kristen broke up as well, actually. These are the kind of things, though, that have really helped me to think, to remember that this has even happened to Taylor Swift, you know? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Someone that you feel like is on a different level from you in a way. Even Mm -hmm. though we shouldn't think that, because I I think all human beings are equal, but like, you know, a famous star like Taylor Swift, you think that wouldn't happen to her, but it still does. I mean, here she is, a Grammy winner. Yeah. And she's crying in the bathroom because her boyfriend didn't show up to her birthday party. I mean... It can happen to anybody. Seriously. <sighs> there is, like, honestly it no, is sad. Ex- no excuse for that. It's he should have called and texted. Yeah. Text? Yeah. It's the 21st century. <laughs> yeah. Like, Sorry, I can't hard. come. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe he did, but I don't think so. Also in December, Jake was nominated for a Golden Globe, and he's asked if he will bring Taylor to the award show, which was in January. And he tells USA Today, it's going to be a long slow burn for me, and I'm not rushing into anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like that only reminds a... me of Zac Efron. Yeah, it does. <laughs> everything reminds me of everything. I know. I know. I feel like I'm learning a lot about relationships. <laughs> yeah. Red flags. I mean, <laughs> the Witcher is only a month away, so to say yeah. I'm not rushing into anything. Like, not a good sign. <laughs> no. <laughs> also, you invited her to your Thanksgiving. That's a huge step. I've known so many, I was going to say guys. I hate to generalize, mm-hmm. though. Like, I don't want to just paint guys as this evil half the population. I'm, I think women do it, too, but I'm just going to say, like, I've known so many people that do this where they, like act so in love and yeah like you said like they're driving it Mm -hmm. it's their choice their decision and then they try to distance themselves from it as if like no like i don't i don't want that and i'm not even just talking about myself just like my friends relationships it's so frustrating to Mm -hmm. see and then they kind of play like this victim like i don't know what i want yeah it's like you chased me (laughs) yeah like you're the one who like asked me out yeah and we're like trying to impress me and then you ended it because yeah. i'm coming on too strong <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's so frustrating <laughs> yeah that's why i think that's like the nature of all too well the song because it's like someone kind of doubting their reality after a really bad heartbreak yeah. be like wait was that even real like did it even happen and she's like no i remember like i remember yeah. being there and like all these little moments oh my god i relate so hard to that i know <sighs> so then it's the new year we're in 2011 now happy new year january 4th it's reported that jake and taylor have officially split oh my god wait what day 
January 4th. Oh, it's so emotional. I know. That's just like the worst time of year to break up. Right around the holidays, seasonal depression. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, October, November, December are so exciting. Mm-hmm. There's so much going on, so many parties. It's a really exciting time of year. And then for your relationship to end at the end of that, January is a pretty depressing month. February, too, because mm-hmm. it's Valentine's Day. Yeah. March not much going on either it's no. like a really depressing time that's why john Mayer has a song called saint patrick's day oh i didn't know where that he's like, it's like the lyrics are like no way november will say our goodbyes <laughs> like come to yeah. christmas like we're not gonna break up and yeah. then like january or something like <laughs> valentine's day won't you be my valentine's yeah. day like we'll make it through saint patrick's day <laughs> <laughs> Then we can go our separate ways. Yeah. <laughs> so, according to Us Weekly, Jake, who also reportedly initiated the relationship, is what they're saying now, broke it <sighs> off because he wasn't feeling it anymore and was uncomfortable with all the attention that the relationship was getting. The source adds, he also said he could feel the age difference, mm. which relates to the lyric in the 10-minute version of All Too Well, which came out last year. You said if we had been closer in age, maybe it would have been fine, and that made me want to die. I'm going to be, like, a little devil's advocate right now, though. And, like, it is still wicked sad. It's so sad for Mm -hmm. Taylor. But he is allowed to change his mind. He is. If he maybe got to know her and didn't really like her anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It happens. Mm Mm-hmm. What's he supposed to do? I know. It's Just better to stay with her? It's better to break it off. Yeah. And I and I'm gonna also be devil devil's advocate. <laughs> I can see like maybe she was not trying to take advantage of her publicity, mm-hmm. but playing into it because she is strategic in that way. Yeah. And maybe that could have made him uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe he just realized like he didn't want to per se marry this person or something mm-hmm. or like didn't think it was that serious but because of the attention she gets i mean he's really famous he's not mm-hmm. an actor but i still think he she was on a different level than him mm-hmm. and like that's got to be a lot of pressure in a way yeah. that there's like a million articles a day talking about them as a couple and he's like oh this is probably gonna end someday because I don't think I want to marry her because I don't think I'm that into her. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, I might as well just end it now so it's not like a big ordeal when it does end. I don't know. But it is still wicked sad for Taylor. And it is really confusing when someone pursues you and then seemingly does a 180. Yeah, that's a tough thing about breakups (sighs) because it sucks to be on both sides of it. I know. It really does. I know. Because, like... Yeah, you're gonna be like the person who ended it, like fuck them, like they're the worst, like they <laughs> yeah, broke yeah, your heart. Yeah. But like, what's he supposed to do? You, sometimes you have to break up with people. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And some people don't don't end relationships well. Mm-hmm. They do it in a mean or heartless way. Yeah. But also, I would hope that they would learn from it. But. I think a lot of people just don't know how to end a relationship mm-hmm. and they get very stressed out and people act their absolute worst at the end of relationships. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. This again is reminding me of a John Mayer lyric, <laughs> not to keep referencing it him, but he has a lyric that says, give your heart and change your mind, you're allowed to do it, 
God knows it's been done to you, and somehow you got through it. Oh my God. Yeah. So wise. I know, it is so wise. That's why I can't hate John Mayer, because based (laughs) off his lyrics, like, he gets it. Like, he knows. Mm -hmm. That's very wise. You know, he's self-aware, and I think even if he's an asshole, (laughs) he's doing a lot of, like, late night thinking about the fact that he's an asshole he is you know he's conflicted about it mm-hmm. he's not Aren't like we all assholes sometimes we are We're not, <laughs> none of us are perfect Look people in the mirror. yeah <laughs> i am sometimes mm-hmm. i'm not proud of everything i've done no me neither everything i've said no. even on this podcast Oh, me too. <laughs> or the last podcast. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, formal apology on our last podcast, we were a little uh, harsh, or the last episode, a little harsh on Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we don't... Sorry. We don't, we don't know a lot about him. And one of our listeners, um, she is a fan of Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, she's sad. And I just want to acknowledge that, you know, sometimes we might, like, just start riffing on someone <laughs> we haven't looked into we yet. Get carried away. Mm-hmm. I really don't, like, hate Ryan Reynolds. No, I don't hate... You know? But again, I think we were taking Penn Badgley's perspective. We were, yeah. So we were looking at him as the other man. Yeah. And trying to knock him down. Yeah. To make, <laughs> make Penn feel better. Because <laughs> we thought Penn would maybe be listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the woman who played Dorota said Ryan Reynolds was really nice, so... Mm-hmm. I will believe her. I do think he probably is nice yeah. and charming, and he's a good-looking man. So, yeah. no, no shade to Ryan he Reynolds. Compared him to Christine Teigen. <laughs> but also, like, is Chris Chrissy Teigen that bad? Probably not. I mean, she she does she was canceled for doing bad oh, stuff. Yeah, that's true. But nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. I have thought it would be a cool idea to have a podcast, which I wouldn't want to do because I feel like it'd be dangerous. Where called uncanceling. Oh, where people who have been canceled, you talk about what they did and then talk about why they deserve to that be is forgiven. A good idea, Mel. <laughs> oh my god! Because I do believe in reconciliation. Yeah. Even like for people who have done bad stuff, yeah. like I think people change, and we could look up like. All the times I've donated to charity and stuff. Yeah. And like, oh, look, they actually and are good. Why is it complicated? Like, <laughs> yeah. I do think that about Ellen because yeah. Ellen obviously was canceled for, for having a toxic work environment. Yeah. And the stuff about her was really bad, but she <laughs> also has done a lot of good. Yeah. And, like, she was canceled originally for being gay, and mm. then she ended up having a talk show. And it was very brave that she came out when she did. Mm-hmm. And then she had a talk show, which I think normalized being a lesbian for a lot of people yeah it did and i think yeah and i and you guys know that when ellen dies someday (laughs) everybody is gonna be like oh my god like yeah ellen died rest in peace ellen she was love her yeah we love her icon yeah yeah Yeah. she was so transformative and she did so much and i would watch her all the time like people are gonna actually be grieving yeah and so i feel like we should just like acknowledge that now while she's still alive i know that's so true you know like she she's not a perfect person but i can't say what it would be like to be in that position that she was in i know so 
That's my tangent there. I agree. That's a good <laughs> podcast idea, but yeah, it would be scary to host I it. I think there'd be a lot of hate that you know, and I don't know if I'm secure enough. But Chrissy Teigen, like... That's such a good idea, though, Mel. Maybe Chrissy Teigen could be another one. You're a genius. Mm-hmm. Maybe someday, if this podcast takes off, we'll feel so secure that we don't we're not afraid of losing our jobs or yeah <laughs> but honestly if someone else wants to start it yeah you can do it mm-hmm. i'm gonna give you it's just such a good idea yeah yeah i think people would actually be interested to hear what, mm-hmm. what i don't know yeah especially if someone was like a fan of someone that's being canceled yeah yeah i mean there's probably some people that can't be uncanceled but and also i feel like you would analyze their apology yeah and like yeah, how yeah. they reacted to being canceled yeah. and be like okay like how did they yeah. react to it like they did a good job like what have they done yeah. since then and then, i get like, frustrated when you can tell that whatever when someone did something that you know they had pure intentions or like it was just a they didn't mean to do anything, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. I hate when people get canceled for that kind of stuff. Like, I know. Oh, come on. Like, you know they didn't mean anything by... Like, they just, like, said something that was tasteless or something, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. I know, like, okay, now I'm worried to, like, I'll get canceled, like, <laughs> describing this, but I feel like Ellie Kemper from The Office... She got canceled? She people were like, that. people were coming for her because she did like some type of like debutante ball. I didn't even know when about this. She was younger that had like racist affiliations, which is did she know that? No, she obviously yeah. didn't know it. And so, but people were like, she should have done her research. And it's like, it's the two thousands. Yeah, who did research? <laughs> the internet is like not yeah. as like. It's not what it is today. Yeah, she probably just did it because everybody in her hometown was doing it and that's dumb people be mad at her yeah it's like opinion. and so people were like saying that she was racist because she of was that. in high school she was, yeah she was yeah, a teenager what? i think no one should be accountable for anything in high school guys again i'm i'm describing this completely mm. from memory so if i'm wrong i'm <laughs> but sorry still. but i think that's the story and it's like but people were like she should have known and and her apology was like really she was really apologetic she was like i should have known but it's like but she didn't. She didn't, yeah. So what's she supposed to do? I know. Oh, my God. It doesn't, like, I don't think that, like, her making that mistake speaks to her character at all. Yeah. Like, so. <sighs> and also, like, that's really random. Like, mm-hmm. like, uh, Erin from The Office. Yeah. Like, she's not really, like. Why are you trying to cancel her? <laughs> yeah. Oh God. But obviously, a lot of people, there are people who have done really bad things. <laughs> and, like, I'm not saying that, like, those people shouldn't be held accountable, mm-hmm. so. I think it's, <laughs> if anybody wants to start it you have my full permission yeah. because i would be curious to see like who we can forgive but mm-hmm. um i don't want to be the person that does that you could even have celebs on the show yeah. to plead their case yes. yeah like okay <laughs> tell us in tell what us happened? in five minutes why you should be forgiven yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i guess maybe you could cover people and then decide at the end of it, no, they're not forgiven. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Oh. I feel like this could be a if really... If someone's sorry, I don't know. Never mind. Well, Too I just, much of a tangent. I just think that people are imperfect and... Yeah. I don't people want anybody to, like, kill themselves and stuff. I know. Like, over, over everybody hating That's them. That's honestly always my fear. Yeah. Like, you guys gotta be careful about I know. how far you take this. Like, someone might kill themselves. I know. Because I think being 
cast out of society, being like excommunicated is one of the worst things that can happen in somebody. Yeah, I, I mean, agree too. That's how they punished people back in like ancient civilizations, like kicking someone out of the country or something. Like, yeah. I mean, it still happens, but it's very bad experience. Yeah. <laughs> and I think you learn your lesson very yeah. quickly if that yeah. happens to you. Some people I don't think they have, but like Ellen, I don't think she's ever going to be rude to a worker ever again. Yeah. She gets it probably. Yeah. I mean, Obviously, there's a range. If someone's, mm-hmm. like, abusing people, like, sexually or whatever, I'm not really talking about that, but it's just, like, if someone, yeah, like, was in a debutante thing or, like, don't shame them. Like, yeah. Like, they're a teenager or, like, they just said something that was, like, a little not PC or they, like, didn't really know what they were saying. Like, yeah. do they really deserve to lose their career over that? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, we're doing a lot of diversity again, so it's a huge <laughs> tangent. But we're, doing, we're doing a lot of diversity training at my work right now. Yeah. And, like, the company that's, like, helping to, like, train us, they're saying, like, speak your first draft. Like, mm. you're, like, this is obviously uncomfortable, but you're not going to always say the right thing. But, like, that's, that's nice. okay. It's, like, a safe space to, like, say it. And it might not be the right thing you're supposed to say, but, like, that's how you learn. Yeah. And so it's just, like, tough that when people are canceled... Some people, like Ellie Kemper or whatever, mm-hmm. which I don't think she was really canceled, but um, it's like, she's allowed to have made a mistake in yeah. her life. And I think most people get that, but... I know. Um, it would suck to have everybody, like, hating on you all at once. <sighs> I don't think my self-esteem could handle I that. Know. Um, How did we even get talking about that? I have Jay- no oh, idea. John Mayer, oh, yeah, probably. Jo- yeah, I think John Mayer being self-aware... <laughs> But also, Taylor Taylor has been kind of publicly ridiculed Mm -hmm. as well for stuff in the past. So she has been, but she's bounced back, which is really nice. Yeah, I think the best thing to do is like, if you didn't do something really bad, don't say anything. I know people will forget about it. I always think that Mm -hmm. because that makes it worse. I think Mm -hmm. because people get all riled up about your response. Mm -hmm. Then there's, like, a back-and-forth fight, basically. I think it's better to just not say anything. Like, pretend you didn't even hear about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which would be really hard to do. I know it would be. <laughs> but she, I mean, she is, again, a lyric, not to keep referencing mm-hmm. the literature. <laughs> but um, she's a lyric that's, like, um, oh, God, what is it? It's in some song. Like, your enemies will defeat themselves. What's, What's the lyric? What you, song is it? What album is it? It's like Evermore or oh. Folklore. What's the... It's like your enemies will defeat... Will shoot themselves before you have a chance to swing. Or no, <laughs> don't shoot themselves, but like... You guys know it. I before feel, you have the chance to swing. Before you have... Your enemies will defeat themselves before you have the chance to swing. Hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, obviously yeah. Obviously, like, Kanye West. If you like, just, like, wait it out. Yeah, you wait it out. Yeah. Um, also, also the news cycle, it's like things move... I, know. I don't know why I'm giving, so, like, advice <laughs> to celebrities right now. <laughs> it goes so fast. Yeah, people will forget about yeah. it. Just don't say anything. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Pretend you didn't even hear it. <laughs> So, anyways, <laughs> Taylor was devastated by this breakup. Aww. And then January 16th, Jake attends the Golden Globes, and there's reports that he's seen talking to so many different women. <gasps> that he's just like talking to Mila Kunis. Are you fucking kidding me? 
don't know, are there other ladies there at the Golden Globes looking for his next partner? I don't know. Maybe not, but... Then People on January 20th reported that Taylor and Jake had a private dinner together in Hmm. the back of a Nashville restaurant, and a witness says they (laughs) did not eat, but they were cordial to one another, but not affectionate. They didn't eat? No. Did they order food and they didn't eat it, or they didn't order anything? I don't know. I wonder. Do they order drinks? Sometimes when you're heartbroken, it's hard. Yeah, that's true. Another witness says they were not holding hands, but they seemed happy together, and they sat next to the fireplace, just chatting away. Hmm. So, I don't Interesting. Know. I don't know if that's, like, a closure conversation. Maybe. Um, it was rumored and reported that one reason that they broke up was that Jake wanted more privacy, as I mentioned, in U.S. Um, Weekly, or Us Weekly, um, has a source that says, Jake reached out to her and started all of this, but now he's not acting interested. He Hmm. said he wasn't feeling it anymore and was uncomfortable with all the attention they got. Uh, Jake cares about her, but the publicity was a lot for him. He wants to keep his private life private, and that's hard to do dating Taylor. Hmm. And then... A year later, to Vogue, Taylor says in an interview, also, I can't deal with someone who's obsessed with privacy. People kind of care if there are two famous people dating, but no one cares that much. If you care about privacy to the point where we need to dig a tunnel under this restaurant so that we can leave, I can't do that. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you really like someone, like, would it really matter? I know. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. But can you even get it? to that point if you want privacy of liking someone that much? Like, if you're in the beginning of a relationship and you're not really sure, it I might feel, so. like, not worth it. Yeah. Maybe. It does add... It does make the stakes higher. It does. Yeah, it doesn't give you much room to think about how you feel. Mm-hmm. And that's important. Mm-hmm. It makes <laughs> it hard if people are going to gossip. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. It does make me think of Taylor's song, Peace, mm. on Folklore, where she says, I could never give you peace. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know the rest of the lyrics right now. never give you peace. <laughs> but basically, it's about, like, anyone she dates, like, they're going to have to, like, deal with this. Yeah. You know, and put up with it. So maybe Jake was not the right person for her for maybe. that reason. So right after this breakup, Taylor is about to embark on the Asian leg of her Speak Now tour. And on Jimmy Fallon in 2000. 21 taylor without naming jake looks back on this time period and describing how the song all too well came to be she says i was going through a bit of a sad time and i was 22 and i was in band rehearsals i think i was 21 when i wrote this actually (laughs) and i was in band rehearsals for a tour and i was about to go on a tour called the speak now tour and i showed up for rehearsals and i was just really upset and sad and everyone could tell and it was just not fun to be around me that day and i just started playing guitar and the band sort of joined in and i just started ad-libbing what i was going through and what i was feeling and it went on and the song kept building and building and building in intensity mm. and the song went on for about 10 to 15 minutes of us doing this and at the end of the day my mom went up to the sound guy and was like is there any chance you recorded that and um that's how all too well the song came to be wow. which originally was about 10 to 15 minutes but taylor then cut it down to six minutes mm. for the red album so it would be more appropriate for <laughs> like a release yeah um but we'll get to that later later in february around that same time taylor and jake also apparently ran into each other at the oscars vanity fair after party when um in february oh. so only one month after the breakup 
and one witness says that they were outside near the restroom having a discussion. It seemed a bit more serious. It certainly wasn't a hi, how are you talk. Mm. Another witness says it seemed like they were catching up, sorting something out. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then, so curious. Mm-hmm. And so then, we don't know this like at the time in 2010, but in the all too well 10 minute version, which Taylor released last year for the re-release of Red, she has a lyric that says, and I was thinking on the drive down, let's see, I was thinking on the drive down anytime now he's gonna say it's love, you never called it what it was, till we were dead and gone and buried, check the pulse and come back swearing it's the same after three months in the grave, and Mm. then you wondered where it went to as I reached for you, but all I felt was shame and you held my lifeless frame. (sighs) So does that mean they got back together three months after the breakup? Mm. I don't know. Which would mean they got back together in March or April. Plot twist. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't the same anymore. So obviously, (gasps) Jake was, like, really into it. And Taylor was, like, too distraught from the breakup to, like, be the same as she was before. Mm -hmm. Some historians believe that 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 (laughs) was the case. But we may never know what really happens. But after that breakup, Jake had actually been linked to an actress named Jessica Londes of 90210. And they were spotted having breakfast together at a New York City hotel in April of that year. (sighs) So if Taylor did get back together with him, it probably was really short-lived. Just like a weekend or something. Yeah, but also Taylor. Just talking. But Taylor didn't publicly date anyone else until a year and a half later when she dated Connor Kennedy. Oh. And that relationship started in July. Mm. And the song Begin Again, which is on Red, is supposedly about Connor Kennedy. Mm. And in that song, there's a lyric that says, And I've been spending the last eight months thinking. All love ever does is break and burn and end. So what is eight months before July? I do not know. Don't ask me that. <laughs> don't ask me <laughs> what your sacrifice I was it's... for. <laughs> okay, eight months before July. June. May. <laughs> April. March. February. January. December. I think it's November. 2011 so they might have been off and on for the rest of 2011 and we just don't know okay so they might have i do think it's more than a three-month relationship and Mm -hmm. i think they probably were talking and texting and like figuring things out for the rest of that year 2011 what's the lyric past eight months i've been spending the last eight months thinking all love ever does is break and burn and end oh so that means that there was an eight month stretch from the breakup to when she dated connor kennedy <sighs> so well so october is when her and taylor or jake started dating. yeah october 2010 yeah she didn't start dating connor kennedy until like july of 2012 oh 2012 yes so that means if her oh. and jake we know that they broke up in January 2011 oh. that meant it is about like 16 17 months until she dated Connor oh, Kennedy. That was 2011 mm-hmm. July she dated Connor Kennedy. Yeah. Okay. So 8 months that means hmm. that her and Jake probably 
we're off and on for longer mm. than we think. Wow. But it's just not public because he wanted privacy. Mm-hmm. So Maybe. they probably secretly were dating. Maybe. Which goes back again to a lyric in the 10-minute version of All Too Well, where she says... Well, you kept me like a secret. I kept you like an oath. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So they probably yeah. secretly were dating. Probably. For longer. Because it's definitely not a secret those three months. No. No. So what would that even mean? You kept me like a secret. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Wow. So if I was Taylor, it would be really hard where people were like, she wrote all of this for just a three-month relationship? Yeah. To not come out and be like, it was longer than three months. Mm-hmm. Just so you guys know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. I mean, that happens to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Things stretch on. I know a lot of people have had relationships like that. Mm-hmm. But it would be weird for her to actually tell us that. Yeah. So we can infer it, though. So then in 2012 is when Red, the album, finally came out, which I've been talking about so much. Mm -hmm. Um, This is two years after their breakup, supposedly, that we know of. She announced the album with her first single, We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together. And when she's describing the song, she says, we were in the studio and we were writing a different song. And the guy walk, this guy walks in who was a friend of someone who I had previously dated, and he comes in and says, oh, I hear you and mm-hmm are getting <laughs> back together. That was, like, his opening line. And we weren't, and we had done the whole on-off, on-off thing. Whoa. Just the worst. And so when he left, I had turned to Max, who was her writing partner, and was like, we are never, ever getting back together. And he was like, I know what song we're writing. <laughs> so that must be Jake. It must be Jake, which again makes me think, if it was really just a three-month relationship, why would somebody else, a third party, be like, oh, you guys are going to get back together? Yeah, it must have been more Mm on-off, drawn out. Throughout the rest of that year. Yeah. I think it was probably like a year relationship, honestly. Mm -hmm. I remember when that song came out. That was crazy. Everybody was freaking out because it wasn't very country anymore. Mm. And everyone thought it was like, this happens with so many Taylor songs where it first time first couple times you hear it you're like what the fuck is this it sounded like very annoying yeah but then it became catchy mm-hmm. yeah there's a few that haven't ever grown on me but like mm-hmm. that and shake it off like the first time you hear it yeah it's like yeah. this is really stupid and immature yeah. and then you like it yeah me not that never really grew on me no um neither did um are you ready for it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> car commercial. <laughs> like, whatever noises it makes. It's perfect for a yeah, car commercial. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, um, wait, what's the one? Oh, you really, like, you need to calm down. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> you need to calm down. You're being too loud. Yeah, yeah I love that song. <laughs> yeah. But the first time I heard it, I did not like it. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. yeah. There's, like, something in new songs. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, but me never grew on me. I feel like Taylor thought it would. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, kids, spelling is fun. <laughs> she did remove that that those lyrics. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> That's revisionist history. I know. I would like to hear your comments on that. Yeah. On what did she have to say about that? Yeah. <laughs> really, on the Lover album, she should have released the song Cool Summer. That mm-hmm. would have been an amazing single. Yeah. Interesting strategy with the singles sometimes. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. <laughs> Literally three hours from now, she's going to have a new album. Wow. I am excited to hear it. I can't wait for the Lana song. Oh, I know. Although I heard a rumor that it's just kind of background vocals. Oh, she does me. that with, with the collaborations mm. with female artists. I cry. Mm, I hope not. <laughs> but those lyrics in Never Have I... Or, Never Have I Ever. <laughs> the lyrics in Never Ever Getting Back Together are, I remember when we broke up the first time, saying this is it, I've had enough. Because, like, we hadn't seen each other in a month when you said oh, yeah. you needed space. What? what? <laughs> so, again, like, I wonder if how literal Taylor is. Because mm. December... He didn't show up to her birthday party. And there's yeah. no reports of them hanging out for all of December. And then they broke up in January. Yeah, that's so true. <gasps> so that might be literal, like, yeah. literally what happened. Yeah. He broke up in January saying, I need space. And she's like, what do you mean you need space? You didn't even go to my birthday party. Yeah. You that know? must be. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, anyways. Oh, also, another cool thing about Taylor Swift is on her albums, like, for the lyrics. Do you know mm-hmm. this? Like... She'll have, like, the lyrics in the, the booklet, mm-hmm. but she'll capitalize certain letters. I have heard that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it reveals a secret message. So for the song, never, um, never, <laughs> we are never, ever getting back together, the hidden message is, when I stopped caring what you thought. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Which I think also is, like, she has a lot of references in these songs about, like, this subject, which is just Jake Gyllenhaal, mm-hmm. really loving, like, indie music. Oh, yeah. And so I almost feel like she had an insecurity that he looked down on her for, like, the more pop mm-hmm. songs. Yeah. And so nev- uh, We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together is a very traditional, like, silly pop song. Yeah. So I feel like she's like, I wrote this, like, not caring <laughs> what you would think about it. I remember when that came out, because I was, and I guess I still am, very into, like, indie music, which sounds mm-hmm. pretentious to say, but I remember being, like, annoyed by that, mm-hmm. like, Ugh. It is better. Yeah. That was annoying of me. I'm sorry. (laughs) I mean, I just think it's like, there are some people who are so condescending Mm -hmm. about that. It's like, okay, Jake, if you're dating Taylor Swift, you can't be like looking down on popular music. You're dating (laughs) her. Yeah. She's your girlfriend. Like, you should be supporting her genre. You would hope that whoever you're dating thinks what you're doing is good yeah can you imagine <laughs> if you're dating someone you're a pop singer and they're yeah. like oh modern music these days yeah, like yeah, i yeah. hate pop music yeah, <laughs> that would suck so it doesn't sound like you were like the biggest fan of her like mm. and like her artistry she also has a song the last time which she collaborated with snow patrol on and in describing the song she said the idea was based on this experience i had with someone who was kind of unreliable who is kind of this unreliable guy. You never knew when he's going to leave. You never know when he's going to come back, but he always does come back. And the lyrics are, you find yourself at my door. Sorry, I'm like <laughs> choking. You're crying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you find yourself at my door, just like all those times before. You wear your best apology, but I was there to watch you leave. And all of the times I let you in just for you to go again, disappear when you come back, everything is better. So again, I think this was like more on and off than we realized. Sounds like, I think it is too. Mm-hmm. And the hidden message for this song was LA on your break. Oh. Mm-hmm. And Jake was in L.A. during her birthday party. Oh. I don't know. Then the song Red, 
you guys know it. I'm not going <laughs> to analyze the lyrics. But the hidden message is S-A-G. Screen Actors Guild. <laughs> That's what some people think when Jake is in the Screen Actors Guild. But also, these Sagittarius. Oh. And they're both, both Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Oh my god, that's so true. So, SAG. Yeah, SAG. <laughs> the SAG Awards. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> that's interesting. Um, then there's the song Begin Again, which is about Connor Kennedy, like I said supposedly but there's lyrics that seem to reference jake gyllenhaal which is he didn't like it when i wore high heels but i do he always said he didn't get this song but i do i think it's strange that you think i'm funny because he never did oh i know doesn't paint jake in the best light and they were one inch height difference mm-hmm Makes sense he wouldn't like the heels. Mm Mm-hmm, because it made her taller than him. So it makes him sound kind of insecure. Yeah. Um, And the thing about... I think it's strange you think I'm funny because he never did. In the 10-minute version of All Too Well, she adds the lyric. And I was never good at telling jokes, but the punchline goes. So it's like, Um, I feel like she really didn't laugh at her jokes. Which I think having the same sense of humor is, like, very important Mm -hmm. in a relationship. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like good riddance in a way that didn't work out, but it's still hard. Mm -hmm. Some other songs on Red that are supposedly about him, the song State of Grace, which I mentioned, the lyric, just Mm. twin fire signs, four blue eyes. The hidden message for that song is, I love you doesn't count after goodbye. (gasps) Mm -hmm. So it seems like, again, he probably said I love you like after he had broken up with her. Must be something like that. That point is too little, too late. It doesn't feel the same. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. And then All Too Well is, of course, the most notable song about him. It was written by Taylor Swift and Liz Rose. It has definitely a cult following. It's very popular and critically acclaimed and is regarded as one of Taylor Swift's best written songs to date. Mm-hmm. And Rolling Stone actually last year listed it number 69 of their top 500 best songs written of all time wow so um it's a very good song so (laughs) if you're going through a breakup like a good thing can come from it yeah that's it's true and in the album notebook of the song the hidden message is maple lattes (gasps) oh my god i know so yeah obviously Mm -hmm. i just liked this review um this guy jay english of npr describes it as on the vividly detailed all too well she walks home alone thinking about the plaid shirt days and nights when you made me your own as she mourns the loss of innocence though still notably placing blame on a callous ex one who's so casually cruel in the name of being honest, the slow-building ballad spotlights the recognition of her own coming of age in a plantative, reflective tone. Mm. Here, an artist grows up alongside her audience. Mm. Um, And it really is seen as, like, a loss of innocence song, and that is reflected in the symbol of the scarf in the song, Mm -hmm. which the first verse starts with, and they left my scarf there at your sister's house, and you've still got it in your drawer even now. And then the final verse says, time won't fly. It's like I'm paralyzed by it. I'd like to be my old self again, but I'm still trying to find it after plaid shirt days when 
and nights when you made me your own. Now you mail back my things and I walk home alone, but you keep my old scarf from that very first week because it reminds you of innocence and it smells like me. (gasps) So a lot of people think that scarf means that she lost her virginity to Jake Gyllenhaal. Wow. In that very first week. Wow. Or in, in the sister's house, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Um, it's a compelling story. Mm-hmm. I hope so. It sounds weird. <laughs> yeah, and it's like he has a scarf because once you give your virginity yeah. to someone, they yeah. always have it. Yeah. I mean, you... <laughs> It does sound like a metaphor because why would someone literally keep a scarf for especially I don't know maybe well, he, maybe he's a sentimental guy but it's like a literal scarf how do you know he still has it you know well just last month Taylor did a panel and she confirmed that the scarf was a metaphor mm. she said it is a metaphor and we made the scarf red like in the music video because the album is red and then she's like but that's all i'm gonna say i'm gonna stop it there and she's like blushing so i think it's like pretty obvious that it's virginity yeah wow Mm -hmm. it's cool (laughs) but it's cool that also like she was wearing a scarf in those pictures like it's a literal scarf Mm -hmm. too which again it's like okay like i don't know what happened with john mayer i really don't but like he didn't even sleep with her i know if this is all true yeah Sounds like it is. Yeah. Unless she just like which I I get, I relate, but like she just takes sex so seriously that just having sex with him in general is like leaving something behind with him or something. Mm -hmm. I do think But still you would the John Mayer. I don't know. Yeah. I mean again, guys, like don't (laughs) hate me because I do think that like everybody hates John Mayer because of this. So Well, I'm not part of like the Tales of Fandom, so I don't even see this stuff. So it's like not even real to some other people. Yeah. I don't I don't hear this. Like I don't know that everybody hates John Mayer, so That's true. Any John Mayer fans will (laughs) see? If that is true, then yeah, people really have no right to be mad at John Mayer. I think. Yeah. Because, like, they didn't really do anything. Well, I read on Reddit (laughs) that supposedly, which is, like, how would anybody know this? (laughs) That, like, John Mayer had, like, tried to sleep with Taylor and she wasn't ready. And, like, that's why the relationship broke off. And, like, he was, like, a dick about it. But, like... That sounds like fan fiction to me. Like, it's, it's yeah, how, like, they know? how would anybody know that? Mm, yeah. So, <laughs> maybe. Maybe, but. John, if you're listening, set the record straight. Yeah. Get the people want to know. <laughs> Come on the show, John. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the scarf is a metaphor, so we can infer that she did lose her virginity probably to Jake Gyllenhaal. Wow. Mm-hmm. I feel really creepy, actually. I know, me too. Analyzing it. Okay. 2013, in November, Taylor Swift told New York Magazine that the subject of most of the songs on Red reached out to her about the album. Mm -hmm. And she said, he was like, I just listened to the album and that was a really bittersweet experience for me. And it was like going through a photo album. That was nice. Nicer than like ranting crazy emails I got from this one dude. John Mayer. Maybe. (laughs) I think so. I could see that. For some reason. Because John Mayer was probably mad because he felt like he was betrayed wrong. Yeah. Wrongly. Yeah. You know. And for some reason, I can, I don't know, 
a ton about him, but I can picture him just up late at night, like, typing some long email. Me too. <laughs> and then, like, regretting it. I just think he's, like, such an imperfect person, you know? I feel like this is, like, becoming a John Mayer you know? episode. <laughs> his presence looms large. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, the parrot, like, because a lot of people shit on Jake Gyllenhaal because he was so much older than Taylor Swift, but the age difference was even more striking between her and John Mayer. She was 19, he was 32. Mm-hmm. That's a lot more obvious. But, yeah. again, I don't think it was as serious. So Yeah. Okay, but then in 2015, Jake Gyllenhaal goes on Howard Stern. Let's, let's step into Ooh. Jake's perspective for a second. Because I feel best. like we're very heavy on Taylor. I know. Place to get information from people. Will you ever get married? Oh, I hope so, man. You want that? Yeah. You want well, a committed what's relationship? what's holding you back? Yes. Yeah, Robin wants to know, what's holding you back? <laughs> Let's talk about it, Robin. Yeah, come on. Seriously, what is holding yeah, you back? Yeah, I mean, I you've had problem. opportunities. Come on. I yeah. want to know, too. <laughs> you know what your problem is? And it's, and, and it's rightly so. Look, yeah. you're a good-looking dude. You're a movie star. Are you going to stop the party? <laughs> I mean, honest to God, Jake, uh, how are you going to do that? Yeah. How can you, in that environment, and I know you're living in New York and stuff, which is which helps, yeah. but but in, in that movie environment, in that world, where you meet so many exciting people, and, and not that you're not going to meet great women, and not that you're going to be able to commit for a while, but there's always somebody else who you're going to meet. It's almost impossible to settle down. Am I correct? I think it's hard for everybody, man. But I also think, like, some point, you know, I think you just decide to grow up, you know. And you haven't yet? No, I haven't yet. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> You're no. waiting to grow up. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, by the way, You're going to grow up. That's not true, by the way. That could be a real dangerous <laughs> thing. Why the fuck did I just say that? You're going to grow <laughs> up. Jake Gyllenhaal wants to grow up. <laughs> well, that's true. But, I, you know, I mean, yeah, you're right. There are a lot of there are a lot of beautiful women. They're like, you know, there are opportunities. But I think at the same time, like, you find the right person. I, I believe in, you know, I believe in monogamy. I believe in when you meet somebody who's right, like, it'll be right. You'll stay there. Are you in love right now? No. Are you upset about that? Yeah. You are? Yeah, I love love, man. Yeah, it is great to be in love. Yeah, are you kidding me? How many times in your life have you really been in love? I would like three times probably. Really? Three times? Yeah, twice. Who were they? And, and... <laughs> Wait a minute, who were they? Not you, Robin. <laughs> but you might be the fourth. Three times. and mm-hmm. But each time you were in love, yeah. something held you back from getting married and committing. Uh, yeah, me. It was you. Yeah, it was me, man. What, what did you say to yourself? I think I probably just got scared. You got scared? Yeah. I feel, again, this is me stepping in, I think you should have married Taylor Swift. Oh, jeez. And I'll tell you why. Why? What a power couple. <laughs> that's why I Oh, that's her. the reason for And I'm married, super attracted to her. <laughs> because girl. he's yes. attracted to her, you should marry her. I would have said to you, had we been friends at that point, Howard, I would have said to you, Why didn't you have me on the show sooner? I, know, I would have been, Jake, things <laughs> are going well. This is the one, This right? is the one. <laughs> because to me, nothing is sexier than a woman who can play songs and write songs and all that and, yes, and yes. have a successful career. You Absolutely. have a song written right. about you. Have to, do I? Well, that's what they say. What song is written about you? I don't know. Robin I don't even know. Said. What is it? I forget the name of it. It's all something. Yummy, yummy, yummy. I got love in my tummy? No. What, what is uh, shake it off. Oh, no. sh- shake it off? <laughs> no, you? it's you? not. Dude, I, I didn't know that. This is, Good for you. This is all Robin. <laughs> wow. This is all, she's looking it up right I'm now. Looking too. It she's feverishly <laughs> looking it up online. <laughs> Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, he is attracted to everybody. Howard Stern. Kristen Stewart, Taylor Swift. Uh, Carly Simon. Yeah. <laughs> Good looking woman. But you remarked, is interesting, he says, I've been in love three times, and then he says two times. Yeah. <laughs> he just 
live retracted one <laughs> which he like thought about it for a second he's like uh no two times yeah which yeah. he dated kirsten dunce reese witherspoon and then taylor swift mm-hmm. which of these blondes uh yeah. is he taking away probably taylor swift maybe yeah <gasps> i love the pictures of him and kirsten dunst eating and she's have you seen them she's like eating salad or something and she just has her mouth open so wide, just like, <laughs> and they just look really cute. I That's don't know. cute. She has like no makeup on, and I don't know. That's looks cute. Looks very real. <laughs> I do like. I understand like where he's coming from. I like that mm-hmm. he was like Howard Stern said, "What got in the way?" He's like me. Like, yeah. He just obviously wasn't ready yeah. for any of these relationships. I can't believe Howard went there and I said, "Did married tell us?" Yeah. Very attracted to her. Yeah. Oh my. God. But then, yeah, he was like, what a power couple. And Jake said, oh, yeah, and that's a reason to get married. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I understand. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think Jake Gyllenhaal has had a high profile, like, very high profile relationship since then. Yeah, I don't think so either. Mm. Like, he's dated, like, somewhat. He was rumored to have dated Anna Kendrick, actually. Really? But mm. everybody on the down low. I think he really, to be honest with you, like, guys, like, I know that, like, like, the avoidant attachment style is definitely kind of, like, seen as the bad guy in a relationship Mm. because they're the reason why things aren't, like, lovey-dovey all the time. But, like, Mm -hmm. it's not fun to be an avoidant. He, and, like, sometimes I feel like I can be emotionally unavailable. Like, it's probably not fun for him that he, like, got scared to the point that he, like, wanted to end the relationship. Mm -hmm. But what's he going to do if he's not comfortable in it? Yeah. Yeah, it is sad. Mm-hmm. And he said he wasn't happy about not being in love. And that's sad. Mm-hmm. But he just you hasn't know? found the right person. He didn't even have to say that. He could have said, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. But he didn't say that. He wants love. Yeah. He doesn't know how to find it. <laughs> oh. I know. So then in 2017, Jake is promoting his film Life and is interviewed by The Guardian, a journalist named Tim Jones, who attempts to get him to comment on his past relationship with Taylor Swift. Mm. And the... I'll just read an excerpt from the article. Um, The journalist says, I'm not particularly interested in the tabloid side of his life either, to be honest, but I did find it interesting that one of his former girlfriends, Taylor Swift, is renowned for using past relationships as source source material in her songs. For someone so intensely private, wasn't playing with fire, wasn't it playing with fire a little to start dating her? Asking this proves to be a mistake. Hmm. I think when you're in a relationship, you are constantly scrutinized, your friends are scrutinized, but he trails off and stares at me, ramping up the intensity of his eyes like he's done in so many roles. But what? Gyllenhaal just continues to stare, then he performs an exaggerated shrug. So, er, did he listen to any of the many songs rumored to be about him? More silence. The atmosphere has become uncomfortably tense. Would he like to move on? I would like to not talk about my personal life. I don't think this is massively... Oh, really? You don't, he asks? Well, I say it's not prying for intimate details, is it? It's asking you how you responded to things that haven't been put out there in the public domain. But he disagrees, and we end up engaging in a bizarre standoff where anything I say is met with the same response, repeated through a cold smile. Oh my God. I would love to talk about the movie. 
<laughs> so awkward. Yikes. <laughs> the poor reporter. Yikes. I mean, it is publicly known. Like, I think it is fair topic. Yeah. That's scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I'm yeah. scared. <laughs> Not with the intensity he has in, role, like, the roles he's played. <laughs> oh, my God. And then later on in that interview, Jake brings up that he even asked the question, and the interviewer was like, what? I only asked one question that you didn't yeah. like. Yeah. Oh, man. He really yeah. didn't want to talk about it. I know. That was some um, James Taylor. Yeah, it was. (laughs) I loved that episode, by the way. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, you guys haven't heard it. It's our third up. No, not our third main episode. Mm -hmm. It's our sixth episode. It's hard to keep track. Yeah, yeah. But that's an interesting couple. Okay, so then as recently as last year, I keep talking about it, but Taylor finally released the 10-minute version of All Too Well, which she claims was originally 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. And she claims this is, like, the original version. But I don't think, like, it's really the original version. Like, these are the lines that she added. In verse 3, she says, besides the ones that we've already covered. Yeah. Um, and you were tossing me the card keys, fuck the patriarchy, mm-hmm. keychain on the ground, we were always skipping town. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh. we've talked about this. Yeah. Like, would she have really written that in 2010? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so either. That's just me. But what does that mean? Fuck. <laughs> you were tossing me the card keys, fuck the patriarchy, keychain on the ground. Yeah. We were always skipping town. I thought the keychain said fuck the patriarchy. No. On it. I think it's like. The keychain oh. just dropped? No, but I thought it was, like, a keychain that said fuck the patriarchy. Oh, maybe. That's how I interpreted it. But I thought it was you were tossing me the car keys saying oh, fuck the patriarchy. Maybe. Because he was like, oh, you're going to drive the car. <laughs> Still. But then the keys dropped? I was there. Yeah. I remember it all too well. I was yeah. there in 2010. And people didn't say that. Yeah, people... <laughs> I feel like... Obviously, patriarchy was a term, but, like, yeah, it wasn't in our colloquial um, vocabulary at that point. (laughs) People didn't say fuck the patriarchy. Yeah, I don't, I think that was a revisionist. That was more of, like, a 2013, 2014 Mm -hmm. type of thing, you know? No, like, I don't think Jake Gyllenhaal in 2010 said fuck the patriarchy. Or, yeah. And then that Taylor added that. I know. (laughs) I don't, I don't think so. Maybe he did. Maybe he I mean, did. he is well-read. That's true. <laughs> then in the chorus, one of the chorus, she adds, and there we are again when nobody had to know. Like I said, you kept me like a secret, but I kept you like an oath, sacred prayer, and we'd swear to remember it all too well. Beautiful. And then in verse four, she adds, they say all's well that ends well, but I'm in a new hell every time you double cross my mind cry i know then in verse six like i said she adds and i was never good at telling jokes but the punchline goes i'll get older but your lovers stay my age which did they they did stay pretty young Mm. but i don't think she could have ever written that in 2010 Mm. because there's no way to know that and like literally his last relationship so true yeah and his last relationship before taylor was with reese witherspoon who was older than him she must have written the lyrics more recently. A hundred percent. You can't say, 
even like a year later, like they stay the same age. Mm-hmm. I get older. Yeah, that's well, a, new... a year later isn't getting older. Yeah, she definitely you know? added that with perspective, which is fine to do. Yeah. But also from when you're Brooklyn broke my skin and bones, I'm a soldier who's returning half her weight. And did the twin flame bruise paint you blue? Just between us, did the love affair maim you too? Because in the city's barren cold, I still remember the first fall of snow and how it glistened as it fell. I remember it all too well. (gasps) Which gives me chills to think about. I like that line, like, and did the love affair maim you too? Or like, and did the twin flame bruise leave you blue? Because it's like... I feel like that's a universal feeling after the end of a relationship yeah. where it's like, did the other person even care? I know. You know, like you're so heartbroken, but it's like, are they even thinking about this? I know. And it's scary because sometimes you remember times when you didn't really care. Mm, yeah. So it's entirely possible that someone wouldn't care. That reminds you. me of in before, what's the first one? Before Sunset? But um, before sunrise. Before sunrise. Yeah. When he's saying to her, they're like at the pinball machine. Yeah. He's like, you know, the worst part of a breakup, you think of all the people you broke up with, and you didn't give a shit about them. I know. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Yeah. They're my computer background. But that's so true, and it's so sad. So then also with the 10-minute version, she released a music video starring Sadie Sink and Dylan O'Brien, who have a 10-year age gap. And it starts, the music video starts with the characters in the music video called Her and Him. Mm -hmm. They're lying in a bed together, and she whispers, are you real? And he Mm -hmm. says, what do you mean? And she says, I don't know, I think I just made you up. Which again, I think, like, speaks to, like that feeling after a heartbreak of like was it even real did it even happen and then so then we're like taken back on like the journey of the relationship and her remembering Mm -hmm. it and like part one it's called an upstate escape it's a very beautiful fun and just like idyllic fall vibes falling in love part two the first crack in the glass they're sitting at a table with friends and she goes to hold his hand and then he pulls away like it's like he's embarrassed mm, of her yeah and then that's overlapped with a clip of him on the side of the road yelling at someone on the phone and she sees like he's like not the nicest person but then there's like a fight it's like in the middle of the music video where like the music stops and they're like fighting and yeah. arguing and she's like you dropped my hand and he's like i don't even remember that happening yeah which probably i'm guessing it maybe kind of happened in real yeah. life but then he like comforts her after and they make up. Part three, it's the Are You Real version. We see them dancing and kissing. They're like naked in bed. Another sign. Followed by them fighting and then shots of her at her birthday party oh. and him not showing up. There's such good actors in that. Oh, I know. So good. I love her hair color yeah. too. Sadie Sink's an amazing actress. Um, And Taylor directed this as well, Mm. I should say. There's also a shot of her at, like, a a different party where she's just, like, staring at other women. And I was reading people thinking online that that's her, like, wondering what kind of women, like, would he be with? Mm. And, like, some of them look, like, a little bit older, maybe. Mm. Like, just feeling insecure. Interesting. By, like, the competition. Part four, it's called The Reeling. And she's seen crying and tossing and turning in bed obviously looking very broken down 
And we never see his reaction to the breakup in the music Mm. video at all. Which, again, I think is, like, speaking to, like, the not knowing of, like, did this even affect you at all? Yeah. You know? (sighs) And then there's part five, the remembering, where it's just, like, super cuts of, like, the relationship, the good and the bad. So... Let's see, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, so then there's a line during this part where it says, because there we are again when I loved you so, back before you lost the one real thing you've ever known. There's a shot Mm. of Sadie and Dylan kissing where it's like Mm. the upside-down kiss that Uh. looks a lot like the kiss in Mm Spider-Man, which stars Kirsten Dunst. Interesting. And so I've seen an analysis (laughs) of that saying that they do this upside down kiss for that lyric like the one time you lost the one real thing you've ever known as taylor's way of acknowledging 10 years later Mm. after she's matured that like this was not really the one real thing that he's ever known you know because he dated kirsten kirsten dunce before Mm -hmm. i mean it makes sense like he had two serious relationships before her and she had just like short flings yeah maybe it wasn't as important to him Mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of things yeah i don't think it was and i think she knows that now but she didn't know that back then sad Mm -hmm. now i want to do him and kirsten dance i know me too i love kirsten dance i know me too her her new husband seemed really cute yeah they do seem cute and then finally the last part of that music video taylor is dressed up as an older version of sadie's character she has red hair and she's reading from a novel called all too well to a group of people and i think that's just like speaking to the fact that like she made something of this relationship Mm. that like other people connect to yeah um but there is a different actor it's not dylan o'brien who's looking on his name is Jake Lyon. Mm. So they obviously Jake? cast someone named yeah. Jake for that. And he still has the red scarf oh on. And he's like watching her. Wow. Mm-hmm. I don't have too much more to add. But with the re-release of Red, Taylor also re-released a originally discarded track called I Bet You Think About Me. Which is just like a fun song. But I think... It's supposed to be about Jake, and it just does not paint him in a good light. What does it say? It says, Now you're out in the world, searching for your soul, scared to, scared not to be hip, scared to get old, chasing make-believe status last time you felt free was when none of that shit mattered because you were with me. I bet you think about me when you're out at your cool indie music concerts every oh week. Oh, my God. I bet you think about me in your house with your organic shoes and your million-dollar couch. This is she who works with, like, Bonnie Vare in the National now. I know. I <laughs> anyway. Know. I bet you think about me when you say, oh, my God, she's insane. She wrote a song about me. Mm. But the million-dollar couch, like, I think that is, like... That's so savage that yeah, she said that. Because yeah. that makes him seem like the biggest, like, arrogant yeah. snob in the world. Uh, but I bet she owns a million-dollar couch <laughs> now. Couches are... Wait, a million? That's too much. That yeah. is way For some too reason, much. I was thinking thousand. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I could see a thousand-dollar couch, maybe. <laughs> wait, yeah. I'll Couches, be- like, are that much money. I've never bought one that much money. A but, million? Yeah. a lot of money. That's a lot That's a money. scam. I yeah. don't care a how well million the couch dollar is couch? Yeah. No couch is That's worth insane. a million dollars. Oh, my God. 
If you spend a well, million dollars on a couch, Jake Gyllenhaal, like, you're an idiot. <laughs> you're an That's idiot. That's unnecessary. That's hey, a waste. He needs to get his priorities yeah. straight. <laughs> That's wasteful spending there. I know. I hope he's a little bit more financially responsible. <sighs> How good could it be? I don't know. Like, is it really soft? Like, is it really rare? Like, really beautiful? Yeah. <laughs> I don't see how a couch could be a million dollars. Yeah. But it makes me think that, like, also, your organic shoes and your million dollar couch, mm. that's almost like he was, like, bragging about this mm. stuff. Yeah, maybe. That's very unattractive. <laughs> I hate when guys brag about, like, how expensive their things are. Never heard that before. <laughs> I've been on a few dates with guys who have, <laughs> who have done that. So after the re-release of Red, Jake turned off his uh, comments on Instagram because he was getting a lot of hate. Man. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy. I know. And then in January of this past year, 2022, Jake does a profile in W Magazine and is styled wearing red, um, a red shirt with red heart sunglasses, which look a lot like the pair worn in the 22 music video mm. that Taylor had. Interesting. But I'm sure maybe the stylist knew, but, like, I'm sure he wasn't, like, in on them. Yeah. Um, and then finally, in February, Jake is asked about the song, and he says, It has nothing to do with me. It's about her relationship with her fans. Artists tap into personal experiences for inspiration, and I don't begrudge anyone for that. And then he also adds, at some point, I think it's important when supporters get unruly that we feel a responsibility to have them be civil and not allow for cyberbullying in one's name. That begs for a deeper philosophical question, not about any individual per se, but a conversation that allows us to examine how we can or should even take responsibility for what we put into the world, our contributions to the world. How do we provoke a conversation? Hmm. And Taylor never said anything like, guys, leave him alone or something. No, she's <laughs> never said that at all. And that's a controversial question is should taylor tell her fans to stop bullying jake gyllenhaal <laughs> or john mayer mm-hmm. because like they do oh my god <laughs> because they do and i know firsthand like so i went to a taylor swift night um here in new york city yeah. a couple of months ago and the crowd of like hundreds and hundreds of people just started chanting fuck jake gyllenhaal fuck jake gyllenhaal over and over again and like that's kind of scary actually yeah like he just broke up with her yeah that is kind of scary oh my god an actual person and there's like droves of people that is kind of (laughs) scary it's like an army i know and i know it's a joke but like there are some crazy people out there who are obsessed with taylor swift we just don't know everything. Mm-hmm. We don't know yeah. he, what went down or... Yeah. You know. There's multiple sides in every relationship. Yeah. And just because you break someone's heart doesn't mean you're a bad person. Yeah. And, uh... I mean, you could be, like, the sweetest, nicest person ever and break someone's heart. I know. It's just a part mm-hmm. of life. You could, like, let someone down really easy and they're still heartbroken. Mm-hmm. So. And, like, she's allowed to write songs about it, but, like, at a certain point, is it her responsibility to tell her fans, like, don't... Like, obviously, she doesn't want these men to be harassed, but, like, (laughs) should she tell them, like, stop it? I think it would be nice. I'm not saying she has to, but it would Mm -hmm. be nice 
whether it was just on a talk show or just a story on her social media that doesn't even last 24 hours yeah. just to be like stop guys yeah <laughs> not to talk about him one more time john mayer. john mayer he joined tiktok last year or something and to his surprise like people were not john happy <laughs> with it <laughs> to his surprise <laughs> like all the comments were like really negative and why did I feel like so bad? He reacted to one. There was someone telling him to kill himself, and he said he was just like serious question. Like, do you actually want me to kill myself? Oh my like, do you actually want that? That's crazy. And like, it made me really sad. Like, well, there's something wrong with that person. I know, obviously, but yeah. there's probably with how famous Taylor Swift is. There's probably like hundreds of Taylor Swift fans who have something seriously wrong with them. Yeah, who are stalkers and who like would be violent like you've yeah. given the chance so i don't know i think it's dangerous i know like and jake gyllenhaal probably can afford like security and john mayer can afford security but what if john mayer was suicidal and then he I read know, that i know and he's like okay maybe i should mm-hmm I don't understand when people say that. I know, it's seriously. So it's like I, the worst thing you could mm-hmm. say. One of the worst things you could say. Don't do it, Jay. I mean, like, maybe Taylor's like, oh, it wouldn't make a difference or something. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think so, you know, recently in pop culture, Hailey Bieber was, like, on the podcast. I didn't listen to it, but she was on the Call Her Daddy podcast. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about people hate her because they think that she stole Selena or Justin Bieber from Selena Gomez. Yeah. And, like, people hate on Selena Gomez because they're, like, fans of Hayley. Yeah. And so they recently posed together mm-hmm. at some award show or whatever. And I think that, like, does make a difference because yeah. both their fans can't hate on each yeah. other anymore. They're like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> they felt like they felt like they were doing it like for the other person's benefit. <gasps> People, I know. Yeah, I. She probably thinks she's not responsible, or it's not her problem, or something. But I think it would be nice if she said something. Yeah, just like yeah. guys. <laughs> she doesn't even have to name them. Just like guys, don't ever go after one of my exes. Yeah, you know. Especially it's complicated that, like, she released the album, like, re-released it 10 years later. Yeah. It's like, she's over it now. I know. She, she doesn't be. care. And he must be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, yeah. This is so long ago. Yeah. I'm getting hate for a relationship, like, <laughs> a decade ago. Over. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I can't even imagine. Wait. Okay. What is it right now? It's 2022. Okay. 2012. Well, I wasn't in a relationship then, but, like, if I was getting hate for my, like, high school well, three-month even earlier, they broke up early 2011. Yeah. So, yeah. If people were, like, hounding me about breaking up with beep, I'd be like, <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Like, I hardly remember that. Like, I know. <laughs> seriously. It was, like, kind of the same time length, Yeah. Too. Like, I have nothing to say about that. (laughs) That would be so weird. The whole world hated you. That's interesting to think of it that way. People need to back off. Yeah. We don't even know who he is these days, you know? I know. And like I said, like, I think, like, and she said it too, like, the song is no longer about Jake Gyllenhaal. It's about, like, 
all the other Jake Gyllenhaals that other people have dated. Yeah, the universal feeling. Yeah, it's not about this one person, so, like, let's lay off, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Wow. Although I do think if I had to pick one, I would pick Taylor Swift in this custody battle. I know. I don't hate Jake Gyllenhaal coming out of this. I don't even dislike him. Yeah, same. But, yeah, I guess I would pick Taylor, too. Mm-hmm. I get the sense that he's, like, that he was snobby and, like, arrogant. Mm-hmm. But I also think that Taylor was so young that, like, she's going to try to find any, like, flaws and yeah, yeah, maximize yeah. them. Yeah. That's true. Wow. Do I think they'll get back <laughs> together? Um, I'm going to put this one actually 0%. Yeah, I'm going to say no. <laughs> um, not I'll at give all. give it a 1%. Just yeah. Just because there's always... Nothing's impossible. freak chance. Somehow it's, like, lower than <laughs> all the other ones. <laughs> lower than John and Yoko. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they're getting back together in heaven, heaven. but I don't think Taylor and Jake are. (laughs) I don't think so. I think they're both (laughs) fine as they are. Yeah. Wow. Um, But I do have to go to the bathroom so bad. But what? We have to cue the next one. Do you want to go to the bathroom and then cue it? Okay, I'll cue the next one. Okay. Okay, our next bonus episode on the Patreon is about a... um, Hmm. One person in this relationship in a fictional TV series is known as the new girl. Mm. But in this one, she's like the old girl. Does that make sense? In this this real relationship. The real relationship, she's like the old girlfriend. Okay. But in the TV show, she's the new girlfriend. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Makes sense to me. Mm Mm-hmm. And the guy in this relationship is right now going through a bad breakup, but not with the person that, not with the other person mm-hmm. from this relationship. You guys, so get he's it? going through a breakup right now. But this is about his previous relationship. previous relationship. Yeah, with someone. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, we'll see you guys next week. We'll get back together then. Mm-hmm. Bye. Is your heart filled with pain? Shall I?